Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. If you want to reach us, 866-WS-RADIO. And Marsha, why don't you tell us about our guest? Well, you know, this is kind of fascinating. I love reading. I love reading about technology. And a friend of mine, Lee Truppel from Linked Media, let me know about interaction-design.org, which is a free educational website. And our guest, the head of Strategic Design Services, is Janeki Kumar. And they're doing a lot of stuff on gamification or gamification. And, Mark, I know that's not a long suit of yours, so I'd like to ask, Janeki, would you tell us what is gamification? Sure, Marsha. Uh, Mark and uh, Marsha, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm, I'm delighted to be with you. Um, so, uh, yes, I am the, um, I work in business, uh, design, business software design, and I have deep empathy for, uh, people who work in offices and, and get stuff done. Um, we, it, there are people who, um, uh, you know, just like, uh, just like you and I who work in offices, and um, the employee engagement score um, has been uh, indicates the amount of people, the amount of engagement that employees have um, while working in offices, and has been deeply falling. And uh, gamification is a technique to increase employee engagement. Um, so gamification is not game design; it's not building a, a, a game. It is about incorporating the elements of game design into non-game environments such mm-hmm. as work. Um, uh, to, to give a non-business example, um, if, you are, uh, if you want to increase your fitness uh, and you want to do some activity every day, um, you know, many of the, uh, the new gadgets like Fitbit and others have provide some incentives and make it slightly like a game for you, make it more fun for you to do what you need to get done and achieve your goals. Similarly, so, Mark... Yeah. Mark, you can see that connection there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us uh, about the business connection, because I'm dying to know how gamification is going to help someone connect better with their business. Sure. The, um, in businesses, um, you know, employees are expected to come and share their creativity, their innovation, and truly contribute to the bottom line of the businesses. Um, you know, in the C-level the execs of companies cannot have it all figured out and just ask the employees to do what they need to do. They want the employees to be engaged. And um, as a result of this, there, uh, there are many techniques like uh, engaging the community um, in innovation. If employees were to give ideas on how the, the business can run better, um, how they can provide initiatives, uh, this is one way in which gamification has, um, is actually being used now uh, uh, throughout uh, uh, for, for businesses to engage their employees. There is also another component to it, which is engaging their customers. So loyalty programs are another way of gamification where um, you can create this connection with your customers. I mean, a well-established, well-known example is uh, a frequent flyer program where the, the airline company gives you points for, uh, for flying, which, is their, which, uh, which contributes to their business, uh, but in fact, uh, the, the airline... The, uh, people who fly are um, incentivized to 
fly in their airline in order to create frequent flyer miles. That's an example of how businesses can connect to their customers using uh, gamification. And how do businesses connect with their employees using gamification? So what I'm seeing is these are interactive products. Yes. So how does it help with the employees? So, you know, businesses, um, to give you a, a concrete example, there are many trainings that businesses need to have their employees take. And uh, they spend a lot of money and they uh, put a lot of effort into creating this training. Uh, but if the employees are not engaged, this training may or may not be uh, taken advantage of. So how can we create incentives around, um, around training so that our employees can, um, can take advantage of it? That's one example. Um, and to give a more concrete example about training, uh, there are these uh, trainings for corporate compliance uh, where, you know, in order for businesses to be in compliance, the employees have to take this training. Um, oh, yes. But, you know, and in those cases, um, you know, it's why not make it more fun? Have a more fun attitude towards creating this content so that employees can engage, and, and why not um, share that uh, you know, share that fact that the employee has taken it um, in a community of employees, um, and this this generates goodwill. It uh, creates uh, create gives feedback to the employee and it incentivizes them to do the right thing. It's about positive reinforcement to employees, not just giving them negative ones. Exactly. So you wrote a book, gamification or at work, correct? Yes. You're correct. Tell us about it and where people can get it and how it will help businesses? I wrote this book along with um, my co-author, Mario Herger. Um, so both of us come from uh, slightly different backgrounds. Um, in the, we work for the same company, SAP, which is a business software company. I, I run a design team, so I come from the user experience design field, and I'm constantly trying to create um, business software that's more engaging, easy to use for our uh, customers. Mario is, uh, comes from the technology. He's a developer, and he runs innovation workshops um, for, uh, uh, for the development community that to use SAP, get them excited, share knowledge with each other. So um, when we were creating, a, uh, when I was creating a product uh, back in 2009 around sustainability, how can employees uh, do simple things like turn off the light, uh, you know, take part in the company's sustainability goals, when we were creating an initiative around that, Mario and I started to um, collaborate. And then there were so many parallels, and uh, we realized that the concept of gamification has broad applications in many areas around the company, and there are many missions that we could, we could uh, um, achieve through gamification and simply engaging uh, the employees. Before we want run out of time, where can people find your book? My uh, book is available on Amazon. We put together a small website called gamificationatwork.org, and um, that will uh, link you to uh, uh, some resources, and I will put additional resources um, uh, you know, in the coming weeks. Uh, I have a link to Amazon where you can buy the book. Uh, you have the abstract. Um, we have a, a website uh, that, uh, that we put a lot of examples on enterprise gamification, um, and there are links to that on that website as well. So uh, that's, that's one place to start uh, to learn more. 
Well, you know, gamification is something that everybody is getting involved in. I mean, it's, you know, it's apps. It's what drew people to smartphones. Right. And have you found, honestly, that the user experience in enterprise is really working? There's a lot of work to be done. Um, I think that's one of the, the big initiatives. There are pockets of good ex- user experience in the enterprise, but uh, businesses are complicated, and um, as a result of that, uh, the user experience gets very complicated and tries to achieve a lot. Um, gamification actually allows you to focus and, um, and make it so that you have a, a concrete mission. Uh, you design the app around the player, and uh, you uh, help them achieve the goal, give them constant feedback and incentives, and through that, um, you, can, you, know, you can make the application have a better user experience. I think we are in a journey right now, and this is just the start of the journey. The word gamification was not even in the dictionary until last year. Um, but uh, if you go to uh, Google Trends and you type in the word gamification, you will see a spike. In 2011, October, there was a Wall Street Journal article, and um, uh, you know, and, and right after that, there was a peak, and uh, we are still, you know, uh, riding the wave. So there's a lot to be learned. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done, but gamification gives us a hint on how to be more humane um, in creating applications that will work for the enterprise worker. Well, I'll be tweeting out a link to your book, Gamification at Work, Designing Engaging Business Software, and it is available on Amazon right now. And uh, it's something everybody today in business has to learn. We got a comment on Twitter that Citibank has a private pass Facebook app. Yeah. So it's marketing gamification, too. That's great. That's great. Yeah, there, there are so many business applications, and uh, we, as I mentioned, there will be a link that will also uh, put more such examples you know, as resources for the community. Uh, I think we just need to get the start, conversation started and uh, learn from each other. Um, one thing I would want to mention, Marsha, is that um, uh, many, if not designed right, gamification could fail. And what I try to um, provide in the book is a framework for thinking about gamification uh, to, to better your chances of success in creating a gamification application. So there's well, a, I, think, I think that's very important. Now, does this work uh, over all demographics? I mean, does so, it work with older workers as well as young? Absolutely. But the, the key is to understand that. I mean, the fact that you are mentioning demographics is important, so knowing your demographic as the first step, and then designing. There are many mechanics. They're called game mechanics uh, and motivational techniques that you can use to engage the specific demographic that you're trying to engage. And knowing that and being very thoughtful in designing that experience for the demographic can definitely lead to success. Hey, thank you so much. Fascinating. Thank you so much. This is interesting. I'm looking forward to getting more into it. I have a copy of the book, and I'm looking forward to reading further. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Fascinating stuff. Isn't that, you know, Mark, you know how games tie you into everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, This way, maybe your employees will remember the rules more. Yeah, there you go. Uh, (laughs) And just so you know, on our TWUBS page, we now have, you're not, oh, you are there, Mark. We have eight members. 
That's... following tech radio tweets on TWUBS. All right. Hey, when we get back, I want to talk to you about Man of Steel, which is the new Superman movie. And... Yeah, for some reason, I didn't want uh, didn't want to rush out. At least I understand Superman comes in a rocket instead of a star, well, you which, know, and which is a step forward. There are religious overtones that we have to talk about, which is really interesting about this. We'll be right back. Cool. Cool. This is Marsha Collier here with Mark Cohen on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD Now V-Series solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Attention eBay sellers. Are you protecting your feedback ratings? Protect yourself from bidders who abuse the feedback system with bitter warning. Find out before you accept an offer, respond to a message, or even after receiving a bid whether the bidder has a history of leaving negative feedbacks. Regain control over the selling process with bitter warning by knowing your bidder before it's too late. Negative feedbacks can hurt your eBay business on many levels. It reduces your appeal to potential customers, and it reduces revenue from eBay directly by lowering your your monthly seller discount. Use bitter warning to regain the power to protect yourself from these bad apples who will intentionally try to harm or threaten your business. Bitter warning will automatically send you an email alerting you to the potential danger. Learn more at bitterwarning.com. Get a free two-week trial by using promo code WSRADIO at bitterwarning.com. Bitter warning, an eBay seller's first line of defense. Talk Talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. 
So I went to see this week. Uh, I've talked about it on the show before. I've always been a huge, huge Superman fan. Watched it since I was a kid. Loved it. And I was talking to some friends who were about to go see it. And they said, oh, well, you know about the religious part of Superman. And I went, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, I've been following Superman since I was five years old. And I just didn't get what he was I saying. I mean, I always figured Ma and Pa Kent were always godly individuals. But that's about all. I mean, I never gave it much thought. Well, what nor did, they say did I. In the movie? Well, it's it, it kind of interesting. There, There is a scene. I don't want to give away the movie, obviously. And I enjoyed the movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Had a great time. Walked out smiling. Not your typical Superman film. Deeper. It was done by the guy who did Dark Knight, so it's got a little bit of a darker aspect to it. I know. That's why I was like a little nervous about seeing it, because to me, Superman is truth, justice, in the American way forever. (laughs) And he still is. And I have to say that for those women who want to see the actor who plays him, who I suddenly have gone blank on his name, um, my Superman guy. The Superman guy, yeah. He's Australian, which kind of, frankly, ticks me off, because I think Superman should be played by an American. But that's a whole other story. Uh, my, but my daughter, in seeing this guy, because he's a really good-looking guy, um, said to her boyfriend as we walked out, if he comes over, you're gone immediately. So he's a very good-looking Superman. But there are scenes, there's one scene where he's in a church talking to a, like a priest or a minister. There's a scene where he's floating from the sky with and he has a beard in this at the beginning and his hands are out like Jesus on the cross. And now would I have noticed that? Not so sure that I would have gone, wow, that looks like Jesus on the cross. But because I read about it beforehand, I thought, oh, isn't that interesting? And then it prompted me to do a little research on Superman and religion. And if you do that on the Internet, you will find a number of articles. What I will tell you that I found fascinating, being Jewish, of course, is that the two uh, guys that wrote the Superman series back in the 30s, Joe Schuster and I can't remember the other gentleman's name, who were Jewish, Kal-El is Superman's name on the planet. How much are you into Superman? I know what all the different colors of kryptonite do. Okay, so, so you know Kal-El, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what Kal-El, Kal-El stands for? No, I don't know what Kal-El stands for. Well, neither for. did I until I looked it up. It's the Hebrew word for voice of God. Well, there you go. And there, so there, so there have been seminars, and is Jewish, is Superman Jewish? Is Superman this? Is Superman that? And apparently, even the studio, um, was promoting this, and to some degree, religiously. Man of Steel promoted to Christian groups. Warner Brothers takes super flick to the pulpit. So they actually invite some, uh, invited some Christian focused groups to watch the film. So now you've got this debate over, uh, you know, is Superman Jesus the original superhero, or on and on. So it added a whole new dimension to Superman that I had never actually heard before, and it was really kind of fascinating. So um, I'm curious to see if you go see it, what you think of the film. It was good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. What uh, other movies have you gone out to see? Uh, you know, I haven't gone out to see all that many movies recently, but I have to say I saw some stuff on DVD that some good, some bad. I saw Jack the Giant Slayer. You know, which is a, re- a redo of the original film, you know, from whatever, uh, not Grimm's Fairy Tales. I can't quite remember where Jack the Giant Whatever, Slayer. yeah. yeah whatever. Fun, enjoyable. Uh, I saw what might be one of the worst movies. I, I have to say I only made it through 40 <laughs> minutes of this movie. Movie 43. You ever heard of this movie? No. Okay, neither had I. It is uh, just about got every single celebrity in Hollywood in this film. 
It, huh. it it's the strangest movie. Kate Winslet, Hugh Jackman, Naomi Watts, Lee Schreiber, uh, Anna Faris, and more, and it's horrible. <laughs> Absolutely god awful. I am telling you on um, Rotten Tomatoes. You know they have their tomato meter, which you know a hundred being yeah, the right, best. Right, right. Zero, they, the critics gave it a four. Oh gosh! Uh, and even the audience, who normally likes things more than the critics, they gave it only a twenty-eight. So let me tell you to save your money: do not <laughs> see or buy movie forty-three. Uh, I also saw The Last Exorcism Part Two, which was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. those movies typically are not fantastic, and this one was okay. So you know, I've seen a, a number of movies recently that you know, and there's some good stuff out there as well. But uh, Mama. Which is on DVD. Thoroughly have to say, enjoyed that. No, I take it back. It's not on DVD yet, Marcia. It's on our um, Dish Network pay per view. Right. Okay. Scary movie. Got yeah, to I don't say. Watch scary movies. I don't. If use... you're into scary, good stuff. Watch uh, uh, Mama. So that was it for for movies. Now I got a question for you. Sure. Are you as annoyed as I am that every website and every game app? And every application that I open in the last three months has a commercial attached to it. Well, but how else do you expect people to pay for these things? I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Listen, I'm in business to make money. I believe in commercial. I believe in business. But everything you open, even Rotten Tomatoes now. Rotten Tomatoes now has a movie clip every time you open it up or an ad for something. Everything has an ad attached to it. And That's you know, I, it's okay if I want to open something and you want to show me an ad when I play the game. Okay. Now the I can thing live that, that truly annoys me is when they make you watch a friggin' video. Mm-hmm. Just I don't want to watch a video before I go to your page. Actually, I don't really want to watch a video. Period. Yep. I want just the facts. Yeah. Give me some bullet points. Let me read it. Bam, bam, bam. I'm out. Yeah. I mean I, that. That's where I come from. So to me, I at least you can click through ads. Yeah, with this, but they're making it more difficult, I have to say, to click through ads even. First, it come, many of them come up and say, okay, you can click through this ad after 22 seconds, you know, if it's yeah. a video. Or they make it so hard. I mean, there's a little tiny X on the top that says skip this. And when you click it, the box remains on the screen. So it blacks out half the screen. I don't wow. know what's going on lately, but it's getting incredibly annoying. Like I say, if you open a game and you want to play the game, show me the ad at the beginning of the game. I can live with that. But not every single time I do something in the game, they keep popping up. So it's get, it's starting to really get to me, and it's really well, annoying. Well, you know, it's definitely one of the things that we have to watch out for yep. because there is no way. Advertising messages still have to come across. We have ads and could always use more yep. um, uh, on the show. Yep. And yes, we could. Yes. Know, oh, yes, no, those are okay. Anybody wants to do nonstop ads on our show, we're good with that. Yeah, we'll, we won't cut down the show, but we'll get rid of some of the other ads. Yes, we'll add another hour. <laughs> so um, we're definitely going to... Uh, you know, see more ads. But one other question. UB Talkin just mentioned he's looking forward to the Steve Jobs story. Have you watched the trailer? Uh, that I have is not. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah with, uh, what is it, Aston Kutcher playing Steve Jobs. Yes. It, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know when it comes out. So 
that'll be something interesting for us to watch. Any new DVD releases this week? Uh, just the ones I talked about. Nothing new. I did. Somebody sent me, and, I, and, I, and we only have a minute here, but uh, something called, and I don't even know who sent it to me. It's called a Hovercam Mini Five. It's the world's smallest five megapixel USB document scanner. It's about the size of a candy bar. I haven't even had a chance to test it yet, but well, it's got you a know, built-in I have a, camera. I have an app on my phone. Yeah, a that's a new thing. scanner. And, yeah. well, no, I've had it for ages. I mean, somebody just told me that I guess they created one for the iPhone, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, because I've had one on Android for ages. I have one on my tablet. But honestly, by the way, if you take a look at the Twebs for Tech Radio, you'll yeah. see your picture. Oh, let me go back there. I have it up on there now. Uh, wow. Refresh cool. the page. Yeah. Okay, refresh the page. Okay, quickly, quickly, because we're out And of time there here. we go. Uh, so you can join oh, us hey, the I show see picture from now on, on on Twubs, so cool. we can all tweet tweet together at the same tweet time. Tweet and Twubs. Tweet and Twubs. Do we have and any up- that way we can uh, participate with you more. And please join us on the Facebook page. I know I've been out of town, but we're Computer and Technology Radio, and I will definitely be there posting stories this week. Cool. Any quick update on the wedding plans? Ah. Uh, uh. Everybody keeps asking, wedding plans will be going on eventually. <laughs> We're eventually. going on our honeymoon in November. So it'll be between now and then. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, as always, thank you. Quick hour, as it always is, but thank you for joining us. Please do not uh, drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. And we hope you have a great weekend. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio. We are on WS Radio. We are the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Save your cash while increasing your sales. Every business knows cash is king. Quit paying out your cash while maintaining all the services you need. At the same time, increase sales with new customers. Sound too good to be true? It's not. WS Radio has done it using traditional business practices. We will even give you $250 in services just to give it a try. Log on to wsradio.com forward slash barter. That's wsradio.com forward slash barter. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading Internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Are your salespeople running at the speed of the Internet? Are you providing the tools they need to compete? 
Bjorn Stansvik from MentorMate has a solution for increasing the effectiveness of your workforce. The most common problem we see our clients facing is that their salespeople don't have time for learning. IQPAC provides an adaptable mobile learning solution to help your sales force easily master the knowledge to compete effectively. Go to IQPAC.com. That's IQPAKK.com to learn more. Okay, you admit to yourself that you have a huge credit card problem. However you got there, you've racked up $10,000, $20,000 or more in debt, and it mounts up daily, right? I don't need to tell you what your credit card statements look like, but I'm here to give you some help. All you need to do is make one quick no-obligation call to the Debt Solutions Network, and one of our partner companies will help you with proven strategies to help you get out of debt. They can reduce your debt, in some cases up to 50%, and help stop the collection calls. If you're buried in credit card debt, call the Debt Solutions Networks now and learn for free how they can help you get out of debt for much less than you owe. Here's the number. 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188. Learn how you can get out of credit card debt now. Call now for a free debt analysis. 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188.